0: what's going on everybody welcome back to another episode of the atlantic files the number one podcast on the number one division in the nba brought to you by the underdog sports podcast network as always joined by your hosts myself alex fishbein and we got dennis big sexy clausen what's going on dennis what up Nothing much, man. It's it's getting close to to trade uh, the trade deadline, so we got trade season upon us.
1: Uh, I wasn't some... here last. I wasn't here last week, so I said, "Now you you upgraded to the better looking one." And oh, of between course, Mike and I. <laughs>
0: of course, yes, yeah, it's,
1: it's trade deadline time. It's a weird time of year. All star break is right around the corner. I hate all star break. I hate the all star game.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, the game itself has definitely... I mean, all... I feel like every All-Star game for every sport has pretty much declined from how it used to be. Except maybe ho- hockey I can't speak on because I, I don't watch it. But the other three, to me, aren't as exciting as they used to be.
1: I just think when you're a kid, things are cooler than when you grow up. It just You start to realize that things aren't as fun. Either that or maybe maybe that's the case, or it just sucks. I don't know.
0: True. Well, I mean, the one thing that people always bring up for basketball is that they actually they actually competed and tried and, and played hard in the All-Star game. But now it's just that they don't really do much.
1: <laughs> I will say, though, that the NBA All-Star game may be the best All-Star game out of any All-Star game. True. Because the Pro Bowl is just a waste of time. Like, it's only a matter of time before they shut that down. Um, And a baseball All Star game might be second, even though I don't watch it, but they try to make it mean a little something. So who knows?
0: True. Isn't baseball the one where whichever side wins, that side is home, is the home team for the World Series?
1: Yeah. So at least they tried to make it, you know, mean a little something, but. You know, right, but yeah, it's such a crappy time of year. Super Bowl is around the corner. Who cares about that? Um, we have <laughs> e- e- basketball is gonna once you're under the all star break, like basketball is gonna shut down for a little bit, and then you just gotta wait for a stupid all star game. Yeah. Um, nobody likes a slam dunk contest anymore. Um, that's boring. The three point contest, okay, that's all right, but what, I mean, it's just not—it's not cool anymore. Yeah,
0: and I, like the skills contest is is decent, but it's like it's and over stupid. in like it's over in like five ten minutes, so it's not even like it's that long of a thing. I don't care then, about any of it. Yeah, and then the celebrity game is just a joke at this point. <laughs> Half of the celebrities in the celebrity game, I don't even know who they are. Which, I'm like, does that mean I'm getting old? Or does that mean that celebrities nowadays are just dumb?
1: Pal, it's going to get worse. You think you don't know who anybody <laughs> is now? Wait till you get older. There's there's, there's really going to be people that say, Hey, you know, from this show, you know, Mark Jones. And you're going to be like, I have no idea who the fuck that is. <laughs> But you know it's you know what throws everything off now is that you have all these people who, you know, are stars because they've been on TikTok or whatever the right. hell, you know, and they're like social influencer, uh, you know and it and I'm like, I have no idea who the hell it is.
0: Exactly. That's what I mean. Like the when they start announcing like TikTok stars and Instagram stars and all this kind of stuff, I'm like, I if you're on Instagram, if you're not basketball related or a person that I directly know, then I have no idea who the hell you are.
1: <laughs> or a chick with a fat ass.
0: <laughs> I got one of those at home. I don't need. I don't need that.
1: <laughs> quit, quit white knighting it like you're some, you know, self righteous moral savior for the guys. I'm just being honest. That's all.
0: I'm just being well, honest. Your,
1: your fiance is beautiful. We get that. But you want to know something? You're a guy. And I was, you ever, you watch these gym videos now where these chicks are like recording these guys because they're like staring at them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the big thing lately.
0: Yep.
1: And it was, a, and I said, for one, it's, we're guys. Okay. Are we staring? Absolutely, we are. Right. But we can't help it. Like, my brain is programmed to just look without even <laughs> thinking. It's like breathing. It's like an involuntary thing. Like, I just look. You right. know what I mean?
0: And it's also so, like, especially at the gym, it's like, if you're not in front of one of the TVs, like, what else are you looking at? You're just going to be looking at all the people that are in front of you. I just like, I like people watching as it is. So I'm going to look at everything, let alone look at that, too.
1: Well, I look at, I'm the guy that wears sweatpants to the gym. Right. And like tuck in my shirt. And then I look and see, I go, God damn, my stomach's getting huge. <laughs> well, it's always been big, but it's getting bigger. Right. So, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not there to like look at chicks. Like I'm there to just like do deadlifts or something. But exactly. But the way that girls dress now at the gym, like they wear these like half things, like mm. half, you know what I mean?
0: Like the crop the tops are, or whatever.
1: I swear to God, too. I saw one girl. She was wearing, like, a beige one, and I thought she wasn't wearing anything. And I had to I've, look because...
0: I've seen people do that. They wear, like, skin color clothes, and you have to take, like, a triple take because you're like, are they? did they just show up to the gym naked?
1: Right. <laughs> so, ladies, the guys aren't trying to be creepy. It's just the fact that we can't help ourselves. I mean, <laughs> there's a difference between, like... Being a guy who just stares, like I can't help it. I look. I'm a married man. I've been the same woman for 20 years. I'm happily married. I love my wife to death. But I'm a guy. I look
0: right. There is a difference between looking and creeping. Big difference.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I think a lot of a lot of times now, though, like the chicks are like, he's creepy, and it's like, is he really that creepy, or you're just like, because what's the difference between being creepy? And in, you know, sexually harassing somebody. The difference is whether the girl's interested or not.
0: I mean, I guess you could boil it down to that. I'm not going to get into those muddy waters, but...
1: (laughs) Well, what I'm trying to say is that, like, if if I left a flower on some girl's car and she had no interest in me, she might say... And I'm not talking, like, stalking or any of that weird shit people are doing. I'm talking just good old-fashioned... How are you? Here's a flower. I think you're. But what the difference between that is like, okay, he left a flower in my car. He's a creep. He knows what kind of car I drive. Versus, oh, he's so sweet. You know, Dennis is a handsome guy. I love him. He's fat. He's, he's great. He's chubby. I just want to hug him. You know what I mean? Like that's the right. difference.
0: No, that is true. That kind of stuff. I I definitely agree with it. it the difference is whether they like you or not.
1: That, right. <laughs> that's
0: really all that comes down to. So Instagram
1: um, is just boiled down to celebrities that i don't even know chicks with yep. fat asses products that i don't want to buy and and weird facts about you know aliens about to take over the world
0: <laughs> with the occasional like family member or friend
1: thrown in <laughs> It's, that's not even like a I, I don't even have Instagram for that it's for everything else that I you, and, and then you go down the Instagram rabbit hole where you're just looking at a bunch of shit and you're like holy shit 45 minutes has passed
0: oh yeah I know I feel like that's really what social media is anymore is just like it brings you in just to make you just <clears throat> scroll through everything and then boom there's the whole day, whole day's over <laughs>
1: yeah so my big thing lately has been like cop videos like guys get shot with knives and stuff been into that <laughs> okay um, and lakes things about lakes, dinosaurs, basketball yeah
0: <laughs> yeah I think mine's been like uh basketball, dogs, uh rap music, and like pranks. And that's about it.
1: (laughs) Pranks are funny, too, because I saw this one guy walking around um, wearing a Home Depot thing, and he didn't even (laughs) work (laughs) there. So people were coming up to him, and they go, hey, can you tell me where the power tools are? And he kept going, I don't care. And he just walked away. (laughs) All these people
0: are probably, like, reporting the guy, like, this guy doesn't know anything. They're like, who are you talking about? <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, just, it's some of the stuff people come up with is funny. I know. Oh, man.
0: But anyway, we're going back to, to basketball now. <laughs> we have some big news to talk about, especially with the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie Irving demanded a trade, got the trade, He's on his way to Dallas. I saw they threw in Markeith Morris too. I didn't see that in the in the very beginning of the trade, but I just saw that recently. Um, I mean, does it
1: really matter that Markeith Morris is included in that trade?
0: Not for Brooklyn. Ma- he right. might play on Dallas just because Dallas now really doesn't have anybody. But <laughs> um, but yeah. So Irving and Marquise to Dallas. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith to Brooklyn along with Dinwiddie. A first-round pick and two second-round picks, right? Yes. And the first-round pick is in 2029. 20, 20, okay. So, some of the other tr- rumored offers have been coming out as well. Uh, Phoenix apparently offered Crowder and Chris Paul, and they declined that.
1: Shocking. <laughs>
0: um apparently dallas before the dinwiddie offer they offered baritons or hardaway jr either or plus christian wood and i think it was a first round pick swap or maybe just the straight up first round pick um so that one was obviously also declined the lakers offered westbrook and two first-round picks and a second-round pick or something like that. Um, and then so they the, also the Nets... go ahead.
1: The Nets wanted Austin Reeves, Westbrook, a couple of those first-round picks that they're hoarding, and uh, I think uh, Max Christie was was discussed in that to send Kyrie mm-hmm. back. And I don't think the Lakers wanted to do that.
0: Yep. So then they. They also apparently offered um I think it was like Scottie Pippen Jr., Russell Westbrook, and two first round picks, and they also declined that one. So Oh, and the Clippers offered um uh Terrence Mann and Luke Knard, Luke Knard, and that was declined. Oh, and first round pick swaps. I think it was two or three first round. And then picks
1: I saw John Wall. floating and they offer John Wall?
0: Yep. So Bottom ultimately, line, all those,
1: those offers suck.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, to be honest, I don't think a lot of these offers were that great. Even the one they ended up taking. I mean, I like Dinwiddie. Uh, Dorian Finney Smith, I think, is a is an excellent role player. The picks probably won't turn out to be that much unless they could turn out to be something if Luka just up and leaves Dallas. If he leaves Dallas, those picks could be top seven.
1: Well, we got, uh, we have, what year are we now? 23?
0: Yeah, we got, so we got six six years years. here now.
1: I think it happened in six years, but I think what the Nets were trying to do is they got that pick, but it'll be a miracle if they hold on to it because there were rumblings going on that they were going to look to make, you know, offer up some multiple draft picks, including that one, in order to get more people around Kevin Durant. Um, You hear multiple sources, Stephen A., uh, a couple others that Durant's pretty much on the way out. Then we've heard the complete opposite from other people that Durant is going to be staying, and the goal now is to upgrade the roster around him. Right. We don't know. It's 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 going to be interesting to see or hear Kevin Durant's comments at some point about how he feels about Kyrie Irving, um, and it, I think it is a really good move from the Nets, especially considering that they weren't going to bring him back, nor do I think he was going to come back. So now they're at least getting something for him. And Spencer did like that's their chance to say, Hey, we messed up. We should have kept you, but we didn't. But now come back to Brooklyn where you played your best, the best basketball of your career, arguably a borderline all-star in Brooklyn led yep. the team when led the team when basically nobody was leading the team. Like, like Spencer Dinwiddie is a is a good quality player and I'm happy he's back in Brooklyn and get rid of Kyrie Irving so long and it's going to be interesting now that he's in Dallas to see how him and Luka work out um uh, but it's going to be more interesting to see if Luka's going to put up with Kyrie's antics because if there's one person who doesn't put up with anything it's Luka Doncic
0: oh yeah and that so I do want to say, we still have that clip of when you were saying you would rather have kept Dinwiddie over Kyrie all those years ago when they made the trade in the first place.
1: <laughs> You're going to have to dust we, that off.
0: <laughs> we still have that in the archives. in our. I think it's still on our YouTube channel, but I know it's on our Instagram as well for those that might be listening or watching. Um, but I do think that the Nets chemistry and their, like, just their whole team vibe and environment was better when it was comprised of Dinwiddie and D'Lo and Jared Allen and Karis LeVert. Like, the whole, the whole, like, structure of the team and just the, the aura surrounding the team was so much better than what it became after... Kyrie and Kevin Durant joined the team.
1: Oh, without a doubt. The Nets were so much fun to watch back then. And I'm not going to lie. I've hated being a Nets fan the past couple of years. Like it's people say, well, now that Kyrie's gone, there's no, you're not going to win a title. Well, that wasn't going to happen anyways. Like even with him there, because it was only a matter of time. And I knew things were going too we're going too smoothly for, for, for something not to happen. Kyrie was playing well. He was seeing the right, saying the right things. He was staying out of trouble. And then all of a sudden, boom, this comes out of nowhere. And, you know, kudos for not giving him what he wanted, which we know he wanted to orchestrate his way to LA all along. So I'm glad that, you know, and a lot of people are saying Joe Sy was being petty by not giving them, but i I love that because <clears throat> let let's stop giving these guys what they want all the time. and the fact well, that he didn't send him to l a is a is a good statement
0: agreed. and especially like it's one thing you know with just going back as an example with Anthony Davis on the pelicans. <laughs> It's one thing when they satisfied his wishes to, to be traded to a team because they had him for, you know, five, six, seven years. They tr- tried to put a team around him to actually compete and everything. And, I mean, he was up there for the MVP race all the time. He led the team in everything. He did everything he could. That's one thing to trade a guy to a place they want to go to after that. With Kyrie, and how the team never even came close to expectations. Even when KD was healthy, then Kyrie, you know, goes out with the whole won't get the vaccine, and then come playoff time, KD is playing his ass off, James Harden is playing on one leg, and Kyrie's just kind of nowhere to be found, and then he gets hurt too. And then this year finally it's on Kyrie because KD gets hurt again it's on Kyrie to start winning some games and pretty much the rest of the team is available and they don't win as many as they probably expected and now it's like oh I want to be traded I don't want to be here I don't want to do this it's like what team is going to even though Dallas traded for him what team is going to really want to sign you to a long-term deal when they don't know when the hell you're going to want to play or not.
1: Well, I think this was a way because Dallas, I think Dallas realized, okay, we lost Brunson. So that was a tough blow. Yeah, we still have Spencer Dinwiddie, but we had to take him in order to get rid of poor Zingas. Um. So this is our chance to get out of this. We could do it at the expense of giving up a first-round pick in 2029. The world could be over by then, for all we know. Oh. And now we have a guy at an expiring contract who makes a ton of money, so that'll free things up next year. So we also have Dorian Finney-Smith we can get rid of, even though the, that guy's been a, a mainstay for that team for a long time. Now there's other things you can address. How, how are you going to get out of Tim Hardaway's deal? How are you going to move on from Christian Wood? Uh, those are Those are pretty big questions when it comes to, like, opening up cap space and things like that. But they're moving in the right direction. Spencer Dinwiddie is a solid player. I love Spencer Dinwiddie. You know I love Spencer Dinwiddie. He's not, like, the number one guy on a team. But he's a right. good player, like an excellent player. So it'll be interesting, though, to see if Kevin Durant how he reacts to this. I mean, he has to feel pretty stupid right about now. He left Golden State. Steph Curry, they were willing to pay him for that year while he didn't. While he uh, tore his Achilles and was rehabbing, they were willing to pay him for that. Yeah. Um, and he could have still been on the team with Steph Curry. And he decided not to to go hook up with Kyrie, a guy who, you know, that first year that KD was out, Kyrie missed for about half the season with a shoulder thing. The second year, or maybe it was a, I get my years confused. Uh, last season, he doesn't want to get vaccinated. Yeah. Um, and this season, he it, it, this season started off with his uh, stuff that he posted on Twitter. And now he's lit. so the guy's just always an issue wherever he goes. He's taking a couple of personal leaves uh, while with the Nets, and they they he took a personal leave away from the team. His team's playing; he's out partying with his sister. So, like, he has to go. Uh, undoubtedly, one of the most talented guys ever. One of the probably the best ball handlers ever. Yep. One of the best offensive players you'll ever see. Just he screwed up. His mentally, he's just not in it. And this goes back to kind of when you look at his stance on the vaccine. Like this, this is why people question that type of thing. Yep. So for sure,
0: and and there's no there's no denying how good Kyrie is from a basketball standpoint. Like, yeah, he's easily top ten in the league when he's on the court. He's easily one of the best to ever play at this point, and he could be even higher on the list of players to to ever grace the NBA if, you know, he, had, he didn't have the injury issues he's had, but also if he didn't just kind of go off the reserve and just not play. <laughs> so, and on top of that, Brooklyn put up with all of it. They the only time they suspended him was the re- the most recent one with all the anti-semitic stuff they you know gave him the whole list to to come on how to come back to the team and everything whatever it may be however whatever people's standpoint on that is but they still were in his corner from day 1 up until now cuz even after that they still did offer him an extension I didn't see all the details of it. I don't know if the, all the details came out about it, but they did offer an extension with some things in there, some incentives and things like that, and they apparently didn't give him the, like, guarantees he wanted because, you know, they, I think we talked about this on a, on a past episode a while back where he wanted some guarantees about, if he just didn't want to play or whatever it may be, which is dumb. No team is going to want to sign a contract of like that unless it's LeBron. Like he would be like the only person that a team would still sign a contract like that for.
1: He, he wanted it that he didn't want to play back to backs. Yeah. Um, he, he's just done so much stuff over the years and he just, it's time to, it's, it's time to move on. Um, he's probably not going to last too long in Dallas. I'd be surprised if he was because I don't I don't see that working out to me. Honest with you, I don't either. Um, and I hope it does, and I hope he gets there. And, and Luca just puts him in check, and then he's going to go crawling to you know LeBron in LA, and that's how this is going to end.
0: Probably. And the the funny thing to me is like Kyrie. Is doing all this stuff outside of of basketball and talking about how like media twists his words and all these people do this and all these people do that. But like you want to go to L A, which is like central media central, other than New York, which obviously he's already in. But then you want to go to L A, where it's even more like T M Z, and they want to catch the celebrities doing this and catch the celebrities doing that and. All the media is going to twist everything you say no matter what. Like, that just doesn't make sense to me. And on top of that, I agree with, I don't think he's going to work out in Dallas either because when you look at Luka this whole time at Dallas, the the big thing about him has been, yes, he's been putting up all these crazy games, so on and so forth, but, like, he is the ball-dominant player there. And there's all this stuff, like, People talk about, like, oh, two ball-dominant guards can't play together. But look at this. This worked out, blah, blah, blah. It's like, look, Kyrie has moments, has stretches where he plays well off ball. But his best work is done on the ball. Luca's best work is done on ball. And you're going to have both of these guys playing together most of the time. Both of them have to be engaged on defense all the time to actually be good at defense because they're not great defenders. The moment they start going up against these top teams, I the, it doesn't seem like to me that they're going to have the defense to really beat anybody. And those two plus the role players they have now, I don't think are outscoring the top teams either.
1: Well, look at their starting lineup now is going to consist of uh, Irving, Luca, Tim Hardaway, Christian Wood, and Dwight Powell. Right. So you lose Dorian Finney-Smith, who's probably one of your best like all-around guys on the team. Now he's gone. Now you don't have him. Maxi Kleber's not in the equation anymore.
0: JaVale McGee doesn't even play.
1: It's not a good situation. In, uh, it's not a good situation. So you might start right. seeing, like, Frank Nielakina come out, dust, dust the shoes off and, and come out and play or something. But, yeah, it's not a good situation. But I don't think it's going to be a good situation for Kyrie because Luka, Luka may, may go down as, like, the, the, the best player ever. Right. So he's going to surpass LeBron's, you know, once LeBron passes Kareem, he's going to surpass that one day. I'd be really shocked if he didn't, but like he, at least he has the passion, his, his temperament and everything when he plays comes from the fact that he's passionate and wants to win. Kyrie's just there for the wrong reasons. Kyrie's just a guy who's has more talent, effortless talent. He doesn't even have to try and he's talented, but, but yet it's, you know, it's just not going to work out in his favor. So. But yeah, it's it's just been a disaster. and I'm glad though that Dinwiddie's headed heading to the Nets. It's too bad it had to come, you know, at the at the expense. So look at look at all the damage Kyrie's done to this team. He's the people have gone, coaches have gotten fired, guys don't want to play there. James Harden wanted out, and in return we get Ben Simmons, who's like, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I, I also I also saw a thing that said um the the main reason they haven't moved Ben Simmons already is just the fact that he has no value around the league. People are just offering like second round picks and like garbage for Ben Simmons and it's like, yeah, who at this point in his career with what he's gotten back to right now, who would want? It? So He's just kind of dead weight, especially because who wants to pay that contract for what he's producing?
1: Right. And then, so, so you know, if it, if you're going to see KD go anywhere, though, it's going to be it's going to be Phoenix. Probably. So F- Phoenix, they'll they'll orchestrate something, but it, it might take like Cam Johnson along with you know Jay Crowder and Chris Paul. If he goes right. to Toronto, it's going to take it's going to take Van Vliet and OG and Anobi or Siakam like some type of combination for that. If he goes to Miami, which I don't see Miami head, but it's going to take Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and stuff to match salaries and, and multiple first round picks for that to happen. Oh, yeah. so if he's going to end up anywhere, it's going to be one of those three teams. But I don't see them like. KD's locked into a contract. He's got Mm -hmm. three years left on his deal. They don't have to get rid of him. So either he conforms or that's it, you know?
0: And it's funny because when the whole thing happened where Kyrie requested the trade, it immediately was reported that the Sixers had zero interest in Kyrie. And then now, after the trade happened, there's rumors that the Sixers are back to offering... um, It was Maxi. Uh, Tobias and Matisse, and I think a first-round pick for Durant. So it's like a lot of these other teams also knew the two guys that helped the most to get this team to where it should have been were Harden and Durant. Not really Kyrie.
1: Yeah, it'd be interesting if he went to Philly. I just don't see that happening.
0: I don't either. And I feel like... I feel like that would be kind of, like, I love Durant, and he would obviously make them a championship contender immediately. Him, Harden, and, and Embiid would be ridiculous. But trading away, like, they, they were very dead set on Tyrese Maxey being the future of the team, especially because they don't know what Harden's plans are after this season. They don't know if he's going to resign they don't know what exactly is going to happen there especially say they do win a championship I could see Harden just going back to Houston and wanting to kind of ride out you know like a a year or two of his career and then be good if they don't win a ring I could see him also wanting to join forces with somebody else that he might think would be a better way to go so after that and you lose if you lose Harden or you lose one of them that you don't really have much to show for it so I don't see them really trading maxi or dealing dealing him in a, in a trade like that. Um but also I just wanted to touch on real quick before we moved away from it. Finney Smith was Dallas's number 1 defensive player. That guy, they put him on the best offensive player of the opposing team every time. And he would just match minutes with that guy so that he could play defense on him. Now without him, what your like Hardaway Jr is not going to be your defensive specialist you're not putting Luca and Kyrie on the best defensive guy because you want to save them for offense Christian Wood is okay but he's not guarding wings or guards and then JaVale McGee who is supposed to be your defensive center that can also be a a lob threat and they also when they signed him they promised him that he would start he's not even playing at all Then you got Bertans, who also is tissue paper on defense. He's just good for some threes and a couple rebounds. And then after those guys, you really have, like, Josh Green, who, I mean, he's been a decent role player, but that's about it. And, like, that's really it. So So
1: your best best players defensively is uh, Neil Aquina. Right.
0: Who, like, when you put him in the game, he might give you one good offensive game per every 40.
1: (laughs) I'm just surprised though, that, that the Mavs didn't like make a stronger push though for like Trey Young. True. And they settled for, cause they, they could have, you know, said Christian Wood who, you know, maybe got John Collins back. Cause they, you know, the, the Hawks just want to get rid of John Collins, but Christian Wood has that expiring contract and that's going to be like super valuable to a lot of teams. Oh Um, so I could definitely see him get moved and, I saw cork Maz looking, and he wanted to he wanted to get moved too. So I don't know; it'd be yeah. interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean i I understand Cork Moz wanting to get traded because he doesn't play either. So honestly, I I wouldn't be surprised if the Sixers also make some sort of deal to trade away um, either or both of Paul Reed and Montrez Harrell because Harrell has had a couple solid games but he's definitely not going to be a backup that can play well in the playoffs and then doc rivers just doesn't play paul reed even despite some great games out of him he just doesn't play anymore either so um
1: well you, you gotta take it to like his judge of a player when you look at some of the quality outings isaiah joe has had in okc true so
0: isaiah joe's become a staple in their rotation now
1: I, I, the minute they picked him up i was like yep exactly and he he is,
0: hasn't played some bad defense either and that was the main reason they that doc rivers would talk about him not playing much is because he said like they needed some deep they needed more defense than they did three-point shooting and i was like well he's not that bad of a defender
1: well we'll, we'll see what happens in philly it's going to be interesting it's going to be an interesting offseason and in L.A., it's going to be an interesting off season. in Dallas. It's going to be an interesting offseason in, in Philly. Uh, a couple more teams, maybe Toronto. Well, Toronto, I it might be an interesting next couple days in Toronto. So, so
0: it's good you said that because the other rumored people on the move, Pascal Siakam, um, Fred Van Vliet's rumored to be on the move too. Both of those rumored to be with Brooklyn. I saw one just earlier that said – Brooklyn might try and just package Dinwiddie right away to Toronto to get Fred Van Vliet. Um, Bones Highland. The Denver seems to be shopping Bones Highland around. I don't exactly know why, because I feel like he would be the best piece for their bench. But they're shopping Bones Highland around. Um, like you brought up Farcon Korkmaz asked for a trade. Uh, John Collins, I feel like at this point, I feel like he has to be moved before the trade deadline because they've been talking about moving him for so long. They just got to make a deal already. And honestly, you brought up with Christian Wood, I think that he would be, that John Collins would be a better fit next to Luka than Christian Wood is. And I'm not even a big John Collins guy.
1: Yeah, I, I don't, John Collins doesn't get any kudos or anything around the league i mean he's not the greatest player ever but he's better than what people make him out to be
0: true like he's solid He he's like a i mean in terms of you know role and respect and everything he's around the same level as like a tobias
1: harris i was just gonna fucking say that it's crazy (laughs)
0: like tobias harris is obviously a better off the dribble creator and shooter and everything But the other aspects, John Collins is better at.
1: Prime Tobias Harris was 10 times better.
0: Oh, yeah. Prime Tobias was a beast. For sure. It's
1: going to be interesting, though, to see, like, is Bogdanovich going to go anywhere? A guy who's, like, playing at an all-star level. You know what I mean? Um,
0: It's funny because Detroit said he's part of their long-term plans. And I was like, isn't he already, like, 30-something? He's, like, 48. I don't understand (laughs) how... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I was just like that doesn't really make much sense cuz you guys are like probably 2 to 3 years away and he's 2 to 3 years away from
1: retirement. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's like 33, I believe. Okay. Like around that mark, so I I remember writing up something on him um and I said he probably has a couple good like good seasons left in him. Right. And and then that's it.
0: Yeah, they they need to get some value out of him while they can because I don't see him, especially at producing how he is now, I don't see him doing that for that much longer.
1: No, why wouldn't you get value? There's plenty of teams who would want somebody like that. There's plenty of teams who would want... I mean, the Lakers would sell their soul to the devil right now to get him.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Or take Eric Gordon. Even the Clippers would, too. Or even, like, um, I bet the Hawks would... Would like to have him um,
1: finally get a Bogdanovich that plays well, exactly,
0: and that actually stays on the court, right? <laughs> um, even hell, even guys like uh, even team Brooklyn could use him as another three point shooter from the four.
1: I mean, Joe Harris ain't doing anything exactly. So.
0: Just you know, Joe Harris, Ben Simmons, get Bogdanovich.
1: <laughs> I, was just, I was surprised, though, with the Bones Highland, you know, to, for him to be in the mix of trade rumors. It's, it was kind of right. surprising to me.
0: Especially because, what, this is only, like, his second or third season.
1: Right, and he, after Monty Morris went to Washington, like, he was, like, touted as the, the guy who was going to take over.
0: Right. And after him, like, who, Denver's bench is, like, what,
1: Vlaco Kanchar. Um Yeah, those guys are good. Like uh <laughs> uh, uh Braun. They have Braun. Braun. Yeah, yeah,
0: K- yeah.
1: Kanchar, uh uh N-na- N-na- I can never pronounce his name, but Nanaji.
0: Oh uh, yeah, Zeke.
1: He, he play Zeke he plays well when you know Jokic is out. Uh they have Jeff Green still floating around. Do they have the best bench in the world? No, but, I mean... Right. Still the best team in the Western Conference right now, so apparently they're doing something right. True.
0: My thing is, what? Like, I, I wonder what they're expecting to get back for Bones Highland, because it's like, you're not going to get, you know three to four amazing bench pieces just for Bones Highland. And you're not, I feel like you're not going to get like a superstar for Bones Highland unless you're packaging someone else that nobody's talking about right now. So like, I don't know what exactly their plan is with that whole thing.
1: It's not even like he makes a lot of money to where you can like trade him for a Bogdanovich.
0: Right. Straight up. You know what I mean? Exactly. Now, Siakam, I would love to see him somewhere else at this point because Toronto, they're not putting it together this season to to make any
1: sort of championship run
0: unless, unless they bring understand. in somebody
1: crazy. I do not understand it. I don't think the players are the problem. I think coaching is the problem.
0: I think it has to be at this point because it's the same exact team that looked pretty damn good last year.
1: I mean, if anybody has to go out of those players, it's going to be OG. Right, right.
0: Because, like, he... We've talked about how, like, he could be so good. And he's gotten... He's definitely gotten better. But his his health has constantly held him back. And you're paying this guy a pretty good amount of money to not play all that much and just kind of, you know, always eventually not be there when you need him most.
1: And the Otto Porter experiment failed.
0: Yep, they want to a... get
1: rid of Van Vliet. They don't even have a, 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 a decent backup point. Guard. Like their point, the backup point guards are good, but they're not starting caliber backup point or like point guards like Malachi Flynn and Delano Band. Right. Uh, and the they don't even. Either.
0: They don't even like. They don't even play some of these guys on the bench much for them to even get experience to even look like they could start. Like Nick Nurse has turned into a worse version of Tibbs.
1: Yeah, he's. I think. I think his days are numbered in Toronto. Same. I agree. By, he's on my list of of coaches that may go. You know, Dwayne Casey. I don't see him lasting. Uh, Tibbs is like on the hot seat, uh-huh. uh, especially when you you're going to have a guy like if you bring. Uh, Emay back and you're gonna have a, a Joe Mazzulo floating around. You know, so they're gonna this guy that guy's gonna be one of the most coveted, highly coveted coaches going. Oh yeah. And there there's gonna be teams just you know, Steve Clifford and Charlotte. Yes, you know, that team has been, you know, Miles Miles Tur- or Miles Bridges hasn't been around. Uh LaMelo Ball's played like three games this year. So it's not entirely his fault, but, you know, coaching matters. And when you look at Mike Brown going into Sacramento and what he's done.
0: Yep. I mean, even bigger staff with Cleveland. Like, there's there's a number of good coaches that have taken teams higher than what they should have been. And, like, with Nick Nurse, when he first got to Toronto, the stuff he was doing was different. So it worked. He was doing more of the 2-3 zone. He was, like, throwing random defensive schemes in all over the place. Then, But he was also, at the time, reaching down into the bench and, like, playing guys like Malachi Flynn a little bit more, playing Delano Benton a little bit more, playing those guys and and not stretching his starters super thin throughout the season. But now it's literally, like, out of the top ten players for minutes played, four of the ten are the Toronto Raptors starting five.
1: Well, plus he had Kawhi, who was actually like well, healthier at the time.
0: That's true too. I mean he also had Lowry too. Lowry with Van Vliet. So it yeah, was it, 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 it definitely was different. But now you um, have
1: Scotty Barnes, and Scotty Barnes has been playing really well. Yeah. For the most part. Precious Achua's been pretty shit hot lately. True. So it's the coaching. I don't think it's anything else but coaching. Yeah. When I mean can... we
0: we don't even see Christian Coloco anymore. He's not really doing anything. No. Um Boucher, I feel like, has regressed. And then Ken Birch, is he even on the team?
1: I don't know. Are if you I'm, asking, or is that a statement? I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, he's there.
0: Okay, because I I literally haven't seen Kim Birch play a single time when I'm actually watching a Toronto, and I probably caught I don't know I probably caught like 15 to 20 Toronto Raptors games this season, and I haven't seen Kim Birch on the floor once.
1: I was watching the Hornets yesterday. They played at one o'clock. Mm-hmm. That's how depressed I was that <laughs> there was no football. <laughs> i i get it <laughs> i was like what happened in my life but i'm watching the hornets at one o'clock
0: oh god
1: and poor yeah. steve clifford man he looks like a sweetheart but holy crap that team
0: i was just surprised they brought him back
1: well because the they place. had nobody
0: true but at that at that rate i would just be like you know what let's just try out a random coach
1: and see if it see if something sticks I mean he's a nice enough guy. True.
0: Nah no, that's true. But um
1: moving on though. My allergies are Dude, I know. So if I felt like I'm breathing like a system, one, three hundred pounds and then two my allergies are just
0: No, you're good. My like I've been congested in like a scratchy like sore throat kind of thing. Like all day yeah, it's, COVID. it's been ridiculous. I hope now that'd be my third time with COVID. Um, but so, getting to more exciting things, well, free, uh, trades and stuff are exciting, but something you and I have been talking about. This is much more chat. exciting. We've seen, I feel like this season we've seen more fights than like the last couple seasons combined already.
1: How much do I love fights? And I'll prove it to you. How fast did I text message you when that fight broke out? That or was like. Immediately. <laughs> That
0: was like the fight was still going on. And And
1: I was like so giddy.
0: You texted me quick enough that I could open up YouTube TV on my phone and still see the fight happening.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was so like, I I loved every second of it. But what drove me nuts was that, well, we'll start off with the Morant, or not Morant, Dylan Dylan Brooks Brooks and Mitchell. Yeah. And... And I love Jeff Van Gundy, but holy crap, this guy was like, it looked like Mitchell was the aggressor. Mitchell was the, and he kept saying it until they finally got, until he finally realized that, and and they, they literally kept showing Brooks do the strike in the nuts, and right. but he just kept missing it, and I'm like, holy shit! Like, are you? Did you not just see him hit Mitchell in the balls, like with right. the back of his hand? Right, which is why Mitchell got up and threw the ball at him,
0: oh yeah, if he just if he just rolled and like kind of like rolled a little on his feet, whatever Mitchell would have just kept going like nothing happened, but the fact that he actually rolled and you see him kind of look and then extend the arm,
1: he knew what he was doing,
0: oh hell yeah, that was a thousand percent on purpose i and i the funny thing too is uh, with these kind of things i i'll look at comments on whatever social media that i see the video on just to see what like what other people think of like what happened and it people really were talking about like oh he was bracing himself from the fall and all this kind of stuff i'm like you don't brace yourself from a fall by taking your like fist there. yeah by taking your fist and like extending like a backhand that, that's not falling.
1: When I'm falling, the first thing I don't think about is hitting somebody in the balls. Exactly. When you're falling <laughs> off the cliff, do you go, I gotta hit somebody in the balls, You know, before you <laughs> fucking smack them in the balls. Like nobody thinks about that.
0: No. Only delayed.
1: But this was the guy who's gonna beat up Shannon Sharp. Did you say that? Yeah, he w- weren't you the guy though that brought that up?
0: Oh yeah, uh, we brought it or up in I the episode a couple weeks ago, yeah.
1: Yeah, he was the guy who's gonna beat up Shannon Sharp. Yep. But yet Donovan Mitchell just trashes him.
0: I know. Donovan Mitchell that,
1: put him on the floor in like two seconds. And then and then the the Grizzlies guy came out and threw Brooks on the floor again.
0: Oh yeah, he that was a textbook tackle. He needs the he needs to get an NFL contract. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I'm actually very concerned and I'm I'm surprised that, you know, the story surrounding John Morant and his supposed... um, Oh, the
0: thing with the Pacers?
1: His entourage. Like, I'm very surprised this isn't getting more traction. And I, I have this bad feeling that things are moving in a very scary, like, direction for him to where... This might be a thing where if if this type of activity is going on and he knows this type of activity is going on around, and I'm not saying he did it. Yeah. I and mean, we we ain't getting sued here. But if he's engaging in this type of activity with the people because he has that posse that's always like sitting there hanging around with his dad and stuff, you know. But mm-hmm. if he's hanging around with this type of thing, you know, group and and this type of activity is going on. That's some scary stuff right there. Even though the league said they did their due diligence and they looked into it and stuff, but I I just have this bad feeling that one day something's going to happen to where something's going to come out and his name is going to be involved in it. Right.
0: And it's not even... And, like, I don't want to see that happen for a multitude of reasons, but one of them being, like, he's not even the one doing it or i doubt he's the one like asking his friends or or the people he knows to do that kind of stuff well i mean and if they're but i'm just saying like if they're acting without you know telling him or acting without like any direction that would just be even worse for him because now not only are you going to then get in trouble in general, but you're going to get in trouble for something that you, you that you're not even trying to put out there.
1: I, I I would have a hard time believing that if that type of stuff did go on, that he wouldn't be in the loop about it. True. Especially when True. you know the guy who's who's a financial backer who who would be the supposed financial backer in this type of situation.
0: Right. No, I agree. I'm just saying, like, if that is the case, though, that's like a double whammy of, like, why would you even be involved in
1: that? Well, it's like, look at, look at. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, his dad is always, like, all the time hanging around the gimbal. What what is his dad doing?
0: Yeah, I don't know. And that was the one thing, too. The, um, I forget who, I forget what player it was. It was, like, a rookie or a second-year player that just told his dad to shut up, like, in a game. And John Morant said he had to come over and check his temperature, like check the guy. And I'm like, I know that's your dad and all, but in the middle of a game, I'm not taking it, you know, as a threat that somebody just says, shut up. Right. Like it's a basketball game. People are going to tell anybody to shut up if they're talking shit.
1: Right. You probably didn't even know who the hell it was. Right. Right. So, but but here's the thing, like, Morant, instead of worrying about what his dad's doing and, you know, supposedly, you know, having his posse do all this stuff, he needs to figure out how to stay healthy, because at one point they were the best team in the Western Conference, and now things aren't going in a very favorable direction. I mean, they're still one of the top teams in the West, but it seems like the focus isn't there. Dylan Brooks is doing dumb shit. John Moran is getting tangled up in all this stuff. Steven Adams is injured. Lord knows how long it's gonna take for uh, Jaron Jackson before he's sidelined again. Desmond Bain's been playing like ass. He's been hobbled by a knee thing lately. So so yeah. Uh Tyus Jones, thank God they have him because If they didn't have him, he's he's the best backup point guard in the league. Could could be a borderline all-star caliber starter anywhere else. And, yeah, they better be really nice to him, especially if Morant does something stupid that gets himself into trouble.
0: Right. And, yeah, I mean, it's just – And the funny thing to me, too, is, like, this team is so much cockier than, like, all the other teams combine, and like the Phoenix Suns are a super cocky team, especially when they play Golden State and everything. But Memphis is so full of themselves, just to like they're they've what lost like the last eight of nine or seven of eight or something like that. And like you said, they were at the top, and now they're you know they're falling pretty hard. And even right now, I Even when they were at the top of the West, I still wasn't really putting them in the Western Conference Finals because I just don't see them beating a team, beating the top teams of the West in a seven-game series. Well,
1: they got to hold it together, and they can't. You know what I mean? So you have uh, Morant's durability, for one, is always a concern of mine. Right. And had it not been for that injury, they might be. They might have been in the finals last year. But true. The fact is, this guy can't stay healthy, and he's in it now. It seems like his interest is elsewhere. Right.
0: Yeah. They who, just... who
1: the hell? You, who the hell? You got after him? Jackson? Oh, he. Bain. Okay, those guys are good, but after that, you're looking at like Conchar and Zaire Williams and. You know, Tyus Jones, like I said, thank God they have him because you know, Morant was out the other day with wrist soreness. And Right.
0: And like they just seem way more way more focused on like trying to shut up the haters and and you know, all the trash talking and things like that. They just seem way more caught up in that kind of stuff rather than actually winning the basketball game. Like with Shannon Sharp and everything, like why are you even concerned with somebody who's not even on a team, not playing in the game, not doing anything, and you're so concerned with him that you're starting this like fight with him, and yeah. then with Cleveland, like I'm pretty sure at the time Memphis was winning when they when yeah. he started the fight with Mitchell, like. It just doesn't. It doesn't make sense. And Dylan Brooks of all people, I'm like, yo, you're not even that good of a player to be starting all this shit. No. So,
1: what are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. He's, he's he's very like I said. Somewhere along the line, he got uh, branded this this tough guy, and he's not even in that conversation. Especially no. Shannon Sharp would have punked him. He yep. got beat up by Mitchell and he got beat up by the trainer or whatever the hell the guy with The Grizzlies got in the polo kid and took him out.
0: Yeah. he He's turning out to be more of a Grayson Allen than he is a tough guy.
1: Yeah, but at least Grayson Allen knows that he's a little scrawny, little white piece of shit.
0: True. He's not going to start like, he's not going to go searching for a fight, but he'll do some cheap stuff.
1: Right, you know, he's not out there professing to be a tough guy. He's just out there be a pain in the ass. Right, exactly.
0: But the, so the Mo Bamba and the Austin Rivers one, I thought was hilarious.
1: That one was great too.
0: And the funny thing is, they asked—I think they asked Markel Fultz what Mo Bamba said—that like kind of sparked it all because it was after like Rivers missed a shot or whatever, and all Mo Bamba said was, "This ain't high school anymore." <laughs> and i'm like if that's all it is to get austin rivers that fired up you know he has some self-confidence issues big time
1: well it all goes to his dad you know oh yeah i'm only in the league cause my dad's, you know what i mean but, but for one austin rivers should never do anything to jeopardize himself from not being on the floor, because any chance that guy gets to get on the floor, he needs to maximize any minute because he's not. If he doesn't get playing time, which he mm-hmm. doesn't really get playing time, right. his ass needs to put on a show to move up that rotation or he's going to continue to, to bounce or, to bounce around the league. That's oh, a, yeah. He's going to be like, what uh, the hell is his name? Why am I drawing a blank? That point guard. Ish Smith? Ish Smith. He's going to be Ish, Ish, Ish Smith just running all over the place. And Mo, ba- Mo Bamba, he's an idiot because he was starting in place of Wendell Carter Jr. Yep. That night. So just shut up and, you know, give play well and, you know, increase your stock a little bit.
0: He was slated to be one of the starters for this team moving into this season because, like, Bol Bol wasn't exactly working out just yet. Wagner was hurt, and Wagner wasn't really, like, what they expected him to be. Wendell Carter was the better one. But, like, Mo Bamba was drafted to Orlando to to take over as starting center, and he hasn't, and he hasn't played well. And so you got to capitalize on every opportunity you get
1: and you got has... Mo Mo Wagner is, is 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 seems to me like he's higher the the pecky order for Orlando than than Bob is.
0: I think so too. He's been playing well lately too.
1: Oh well, yeah, he's 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 capable. He he's that guy he's just not gonna go away. He's always gonna be on a team because he adds something. You know, yep. he's not gonna play great every night, but when you throw him in that spot start role, he's gonna deliver. Oh yeah. His brother sure. Franz is more of a day to day guy. Like he he he's a night to night guy. You know he's a starting caliber guy. Uh, You know Wagner Mo Mo Wagner's not that kind of guy.
0: Yeah. No. I I at least he's not
1: anymore. He's a little older, but you know.
0: Right. And Wendell Carter is good as a starter when he's healthy, but obviously his health has been the biggest issue lately. So. And then, and then after that, Bol Bol has been improving. So that literally leaves Mo Bamba as the odd man out. Right. So, and, and then just the fact that, like, once they did start fighting, like, Mo Bamba wasn't even in the game. He was on the bench. Right. And Austin Rivers went at him when he was
1: on the bench. But then, when you watch the press conference, Austin Rivers was there, like <clears throat> trying to play like a tough guy, but not trying to be a tough guy, right? I don't go around start stuff, and, and I'm not trying to say that I'm like it's like you're trying to be a tough guy right now, but you're oh, trying yeah. to come across like you're not being a tough guy,
0: right? And it was funny too because then they they both go and post on social media after the game, and Mo Bamba's posting about like fuck around and find out and then uh austin rivers is posting like you're only known because of the rap song named mo bamba nobody knows who you are like i was the king of orlando but then the fact that he brought up that like orlando knows him and loves him makes it funnier because it was because he went to high school in orlando so like you're reinforcing the fact that Mo Bamba said this ain't high school anymore, but you're right. bringing up that like, oh, I was the man in high school. It's like who fuck cares now?
1: <laughs> I mean, it, uh, Orlando hasn't been like a basketball city since Shaq and, and Dwight Howard, right? And that was
0: Apparently. the funny thing. And that was the funny thing is he's talking about how he was the man of Orlando when he went to high school. Well, that was because Doc was coaching in Orlando. With Dwight Howard. Which, like, then everyone was enthralled with the magic more than you still.
1: Right. (laughs) And, I mean, it's not like you're Scott Skiles. You're Scott Skiles and you say, hey, I was the king of Orlando.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah, I've never liked Austin Rivers. And I always thought, like, if he took the, like, Seth Curry route, where, like, he knows he's not as good as, like, the the family figure that overshadows him. Like, Seth Curry knows he's not as good as Dell or Steph, but he's solid. If Austin Rivers just took that route, you know, played well, was, like, a team guy like Seth Curry, and more of just, like, just shut the fuck up, then he'd be way more likable.
1: Well, it's not even like he's, he's, uh, you know, he's trying to come across as it's, we know you weren't born in, in Compton. You know right. what I mean? Right. You grew up very well off. You
0: very well Your dad, well
1: made, off. A, your dad <laughs> made a lot of money. <clears throat> so let's cool it. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. I, I don't even think he's fully black either. <laughs>
0: I don't know what he is. So All he I know is...
1: Be, I mean, if you want to try to play that role, I mean, at least be, be you know... He's whiter than I am.
0: <laughs> True. Yeah, he... Austin Rivers is... He's just one of those guys that you went to high school with and, like, would would come to school in a brand-new car when, like, Everybody else, when they just got their license, just gets like the family hand down beater car,
1: right? That doesn't—it's leaking gas and shit.
0: Exactly, and it's like the paint's peeling off, and right. the doors Roast. barely close. Yeah, cold in
1: there to shut the door.
0: Yeah, and he's like, and he's over there bitching and complaining, like, ah, my BMW needs to go in the shop to get right. an oil change.
1: My it's... Mitsubishi Spider.
0: Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He's one of those guys that just, like, the moment he starts to complain about anything, you're like, dude, shut up. Yeah, shut up. You haven't even known what it's like to have less than a million dollars in the bank, let alone a normal middle class family.
1: I mean, this guy, you know, he never was, didn't, you know, he had school clothes every year. Oh, yeah. He was eating well when he went home. You know, he wasn't getting a dishwashing job at 16.
0: No. He wasn't wearing the same same pair of shoes for the entire school right. year.
1: I'd be surprised if he wore the same pair more than once. Exactly.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, um, to get off of Austin Rivers and... Tripping. <laughs> that waste of time. Um, the NBA All-Stars, the full teams were finally announced. Um, we have... Let me bring up the actual rosters here just so we have a... Have a list in front of us. So I did
1: some extensive research into this, by the way.
0: Oh, really? Kind of. Okay. Um so for the here's the whole player pool. I'll just give you the whole player pool. The starters we have Giannis LeBron, Steph Doncic, Durant, Kyrie. Although now that Kyrie's in the West, does he still does that? Change
1: it? No, I think they'll still do he'll be in the East.
0: Okay. Um Jokic, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Zion Williamson. So those are the starters. Zion probably won't play, so they'll probably have a injury replacement for him. Um and then the reserves that were announced were um this one I'll just say Eastern Conference was Bam, Jalen Brown, DeRozan, Embiid, Halliburton, Drew Holiday, Julius Randle. Western Conference was Paul George, Gilgis Alexander, Jaron Jackson Jr., Damian Lillard, Lowry Markinen, John Morant, DeMontis Sabonis. Um, And so for those who don't know, they're doing it a little different now. They're picking the teams right before the game instead of doing the whole show where they pick teams and everything. I kind of like that change um, if they're not going to go back to East versus West, which I still think was the better option. But anyway um they're doing that now Giannis and LeBron are the captains so we'll see LeBron's team has won every single time that they've done this new way of the all-star game so hopefully something changes there but mainly we're talking about all-star snubs the all-stars that you and I would pick so let's go with you 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 said you've been into some research did you break it up like east-west
1: Yes. All
0: right. Start with your East.
1: Were you going to put something up or anything?
0: Oh, do you want me to put up like what the players are now?
1: Yeah, I don't care.
0: Yeah, I'll put that up right now.
1: It's your thing. Okay.
0: <laughs> I was uh, here for my looks. <laughs> so, yeah, this is... I'll zoom in a little.
1: If it, Oh, there we go. Please, thank you. I can't see shit anymore. <laughs> So, yeah,
0: that is the two captains on the left and then the rest of the player pool on the right.
1: I actually think after I'm done talking that you probably are are not going to have a lot to add because I think you and I might be on the same page with a lot of things. Okay. So, um, my first problem is the obvious one, which is Zion Williamson in the starting lineup. All right? If you're going to put him in the starting lineup, okay. Like, he played well, okay. However... If you're going to put him in the starting lineup and not penalize him for missing time, why the hell isn't Anthony Davis in the starting lineup then? Because Anthony Davis has played ex- much better, uh, not much better, but he's played better than Zion Williamson. So Zion Williamson has played one game fewer than Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis averaged twenty-seven and one, 27.1 points to Zion's 26. Zion had two more assists than AD at, at 4.6, but but AD had 12 rebounds, averaging 12 rebounds this season. He's shooting 83% from the free throw line. He's averaging two blocks a game, which are all better than Zion's. And you're telling me you're not even going to put AD in the, in the all-star game, but yet you're going to give Zion Williamson the starting spot? There's something wrong there.
0: Completely agreed.
1: So if you were to say, like, if, if you want to put Zion in the starting lineup, that's completely fine. However, you're just not going to include AD on the All-Star team then? You know what I mean? Yep. Like, if you put him on the team, then okay, I'd be kind of okay with Zion starting over him. I guess you could debate it, even though I still wouldn't agree with it. But at least AD would be an All-Star. Um, the rest of the team... I really don't have a lot of problems with a lot of the rosters after I was looking into it. Mm -hmm. My only problem would be like, if you just like right now they say this person starting from the East and this person starting from the West. Right. For Joel Embiid not to be starting is absolutely ridiculous to me. Um, If you need to keep a center in the starting lineup, like, okay, so what do you consider Giannis the starting center? Okay, I get it. If I were to omit anybody from the starting lineup in the East, I would take out Kevin Durant. Not that Kevin Durant has had a horrible season and he's had a better season than Kyrie has, but if you need to have two backcourt guys, Mitchell and Kyrie are gonna are gonna be the best out of the backcourt. But then then Embiid, Giannis and Tatum to me are better are more deserving of the starting spot over K D. Okay. KD is easily as a Hall of Famer or not Hall of Famer an All Star. Mm. He he, you could make the case that he should be starting over Giannis or 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 Tatum. But he's but to me, I don't think he should be. So I would put Joel Embiid in the starting lineup. I think Joel Embiid is at a better season.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I had some. Uh, the guys I don't have a problem with. I don't have an issue with with Bam being in there. I don't have an issue with Jalen Brown, uh, DeRozan. Um, I guess what what it comes down to would be like, I, I even don't even have a problem with Randall. My problem Randall has done that, well, right? So Randall's Randall and Pascal Siakam have kind of been <clears throat> like neck and neck in terms of, but but Randall has, has three more rebounds a game, and he's he's been. To me, he's been a little bit better than Siakam has been. Right. If I were to take anybody out of the all of from the East, I would take out Drew Holiday.
0: Yes, agree. I
1: would also take out or consider borderline take out Tyrese Halliburton. Okay. Not that Halliburton's bad, but I just think guys like James. I think James Harden is more deserving of it. Now, if you're right. going to say, "Well, Harden missed a." Uh, you know, a month with a foot thing. Okay, I get it. But Tyrese Halliburton also missed three weeks recently.
0: Yeah, so, and then it goes back to the Zion thing too,
1: right? So you got to have the standard. You got to set the standard one way or the other. So to me, I think James Harden is is almost nearly averaging a triple double again. Uh, the rebounding is down a little bit, but he, I, I think he's just been better than Tyrese Halliburton has been. And mm-hmm. to me, I think Jalen Brunson has been much better than Drew Holliday. And I think even Jalen Brunson has been even better than Halliburton to some degree. So if I were going to get rid of any of those two guys, I would get rid of uh, Halliburton and Drew Holiday, And I would sub in uh, Brunson and uh, who the hell else was the other guy I've seen? Well, I, uh, I, I would, Drew Holiday. I, yeah, I would throw at least give Brunson a spot over one of those two. And then you're looking at guys like Trey Young, who still to me I think is deserving to be an all star. Mm-hmm. Um Darius Garland, you can make the case, could be an all star. But at least he's on the outside looking in. Right. But uh Porzingis to me is is not hasn't been as good as Siakam, who didn't make the team, but I still think Siakam could be on the team if that meant like you could have a certain amount of forward. Like if, if Siakam could get on the team in place of like Drew Holiday or Halliburton, then I'm all for it. You know what I mean? But if you could only have like Bam and KD and Giannis and Tatum and all those other front court guys, then I think they got it right with the front court, but I still think that Siakam is better than at least three or four of these guys on the Eastern Conference. Um, same with Porzingis. I think Porzingis is on the cusp. Mm-hmm. Not as good as Siaka, but he could have been in there. So the the Western Conference. So I think the Western Conference they they got the starting lineup 100 percent correct. I don't see any. Actually, my my problem with the Western Conference now, because right right now the starters are LeBron, Jokic, Curry, Luca, and who's the other starter? Zion. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, I messed up my divisions, but whatever. You Zion. get my point here. <laughs> yeah. So it it all it all comes down to like I, I got my divisions. I was crisscrossing divisions because I was talking about Siakam and or I was talking about uh, AD and and Zion. So. That I, without, without realizing I went (laughs) to the East. But anyway, so I would put Sabonis in the starting lineup. Definitely over Zion. I think Sabonis definitely deserves to be in the all-star conversation. Again, I have a huge problem with Zion being a starter and AD not even being on the team.
0: Mm -hmm. I
1: also have a huge problem with Paul George getting a all-star selection over De'Aaron Fox. So... I think SGH should be in there. I think Jared Jackson should be in there. I think Willard, Markkinen, Morant, uh, they should all be in there. Um, Again, Fox over Paul George any day of the week. Um, I also believe that Anthony Edwards deserves a spot um, in the Western Conference. And if I had to get rid of anybody in the West – well, I mean, I don't know anybody else who I would get rid of, rid of other than Paul George, but if it meant De'Aaron Fox actually getting on the team, he'd be the first one to get on, and then I would consider adding Anthony Edwards right. on the team as well. But Paul George, got to get off.
0: I agree. So I agree with most of the things you said. The The couple things that we... It's a lot to necess- there. I know. <laughs> Um, not necessarily that we disagree on, but the things that, you know, you either you just want a different way or maybe not brought up. Um, the, in terms of the starting lineup, West, I'm fine with, except for the Zion thing like you. If you're going to penalize people for not playing games, then you have to penalize everybody. I mean, Jaron Jackson Jr., as of right now, has played the same amount of games as James Harden. So if you're going to penalize James Harden, for missing a month or whatever, then why isn't Jaron Jackson Jr. penalized? Why isn't Jaren Zion Jackson penalized? Junior
1: did it. I think durability too, like you said, should be or well, like you're alluding to right now, should be a huge part of All Star consideration.
0: Right, and it's like, and that's the thing is why why do people get to pick and choose here? Like I understand with the starters, that's mainly the fan voting. I get that part. So that's a little bit different. But when it comes to the coaches and stuff picking and the media members picking, a lot of them talk about, especially when it came to MVP and things like that, they talk about how missing games is a big minus for that person. Yet, here we are with no Anthony Davis, no James Harden, but Jaron Jackson Jr. is in there. Like, he's missing plenty of time. Paul George has missed plenty of time. Drew Holiday... Hasn't missed as much time this year, but is a guy who also misses some time. Ja Morant, missing time. Like, I get that not all of these guys are missing the same amount of time as some of the other ones, but, like, starter-wise, again, Zion probably shouldn't be there as a starter, even with the season he's having. Like, even if he was playing, I probably still wouldn't have him as a starter. I would still have Anthony Davis in there over him and if you're gonna have to rule out anthony davis then i would put sabonis in there especially because he sabonis is almost is like getting close to averaging a triple double he's he's getting up there and in the east starter wise i agree with you that mb definitely needs to be a starter and what i said was that why can't tatum be considered backcourt because he also has played at one point in time, shooting guard. I mean, like, essentially with Jason Tatum, Tatum doesn't really have a position. He can play anything from one through four. So what I was thinking was move Kyrie to the reserves and have Tatum, Mitchell, Embiid, Durant, Giannis. Because I think those five are having the best seasons out of the Eastern Conference.
1: They should just take the top five. Who cares if it's backcourt or frontcourt and just roll with it? Exactly.
0: Like, it, that essentially is what it should come down to. And then in the reserves, I agree that Bam deserves it. Jalen Brown deserves uh, deserves to be in. I really like Halliburton, so I think he does deserve to be in the All-Star game. But there is there, there are arguments for other guys to get in over top of him. Um, Drew Holiday, I think, Again, I love Drew Holiday. He's been one of my favorite players ever since he came in the league, but I do not think he deserves to be in the All Star game right now. Um, and then Julius Randle, he's playing his ass off. He's playing well. I think he, he deserves an All Star nod. The two guys that I would replace are DeRozan and Drew Holiday. Now, DeRozan, playing well, don't get me wrong. Like, there's nothing wrong with his game or anything like that right now. He's up in, like, the top 20 for points per game, so on and so forth. But there's just other guys that I look at that I'm just like, I would rather see him in there than DeMar DeRozan, such as, like, I would rather see um, from the East, I I think Jalen Brunson, like you said, deserves to be up there. I think Darius Garland deserves to be in the consideration for All-Star Game. He's almost averaging a double-double when a lot of people thought his stats were going to fall off drastically when Donovan Mitchell came in. Um, And then you also have to give some, I think you have to give some consideration to Kyle Kuzma. Kuzma's having one of the best seasons of his career. And honestly... Yeah, but if
1: Pernsikis can't get in, then Kuzma definitely can get in.
0: True. I mean, Porzingis is also deserving to be up there. Um, But, like, I don't know. I I, I like all of these guys over Holiday and DeRozan. Um, And the other thing, too, is people always talk about, like, oh, well, this guy's only good because he's on, like, a terrible team, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, okay, we're not – this isn't, you know, MVP or anything like that. Like, we're just – Handing things out to guys that are having some of the best seasons around the league. And when it comes to the West, I'm fine with that starting five. Uh, I think that is perfectly fine to me. Um, That's probably the five that, I mean, again, the whole Zion thing could be Anthony Davis. But right now, it's whatever. The reserves, I agree fully about paul george don't think paul george should be in there and then i don't think jaron jackson jr deserves to be in there either like just looking at because even when you look at games played and everything right now if they want to you know bring up the whole games played thing christian wood has played more games than jaron jackson and christian wood has been injury prone his whole career deandre ayton has played better and more games so, like, like, looking at Jaron Jackson's stats, I mean, 16 points, 6.7 rebounds. The man's how tall? He's like, he's, like, close to 7 foot, and he's only averaging 6.7 rebounds a game? And then...
1: Well, they're looking at the blocks, though.
0: Oh, yeah, 3.3 blocks. But the thing is, like, I look at Christian Wood, and, I, like, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying Christian Wood really deserves to be in the All-Star game but his stats look better than Jaron Jackson Jr.'s, and I don't even think Christian Wood should be in it. Christian Wood is averaging 18 points, 8.4 rebounds, he's averaging more assists, and he's averaging 2.1 blocks a game, along with 1.3 steals.
1: Well, I think the only thing that's saving Jackson, though, is not in the East, because if he was in the East, he wouldn't be in. True. But I, I...
0: but like, but that's the thing is like Christian Wood. I'm looking at his stats are better. I think DeAndre Ayton has a better case of being in the All Star game than than Jaren Jackson. Yeah, I mean, uh, DeAndre Ayton's averaging up there. He's averaging a double double and better better shooting percentages. Then you even have um, if I keep scrolling up. I mean, you have other power forwards and centers that are having just as good, if not a better season than he is. I mean, there's also, like, um, Jeremy Grant. He's averaging 20 points a game. Would I say he's all-star worthy? Probably not. But, like, again, having a better season than Jaron Jackson. And the thing is, too, say Porzingis or Pascal were in the West they would have made it over Jaron Jackson. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like, easily. Anthony Davis should be in over Jaron Jackson. Easily. I mean, Larry Markkinen, I love that he's in there. He definitely deserves it. Like you said, Fox should definitely be in there. I would also put Fox in over Paul George. Anthony Edwards is the next guy up there, too, that definitely deserves to be in there. And, I mean... I would even rather see Keldon Johnson than Jaron Jackson.
1: Yeah. You can make a lot of cases like going back to, like I was looking closely at like Porzingis is averaging more points per game than Bam is. Right. Bam just has the edge on the rebounds, but Porzingis is is averaging almost two blocks per game. Right. So there's a case to be made there that Porzingis can, you know, be in there over, um, you know Jaron Jackson, like okay, it's great and everything, but he missed uh, he missed a month or, or more than a month with a knee or foot thing. I forget what it was, but yep. But there are some guys. I, I think if I, the guys I feel the the worst about is Siaka Porzingis, um, and De'Aaron Fox because De'Aaron Fox got robbed. He should totally been be in there over Paul George easily
0: oh yeah and I I forget what the stat was but I think it said Joel Embiid's the first uh scoring title leader to not be an all-star starter in like 30 some years or something like that yeah and I think
1: too they should take like the stats from the second half of last year and then the first half of this year because you're only getting a half a season
0: right that too and also like James Harden not being in the all-star game at all yet leading the league in assists per game as well as still scoring twenty one points a game is pretty outrageous.
1: Yes. There's there's an <laughs> issue there with the yeah. with the All Star. But yeah, I'm definitely uh I, I'm okay with the Rose though being in there. Um he has the stats to to he's he's actually playing better than uh, I mean, if you consider him a forward or, or a guard, he's been playing a lot of. Football, but he's 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 had a more productive season from like a point standpoint by far than Porzingis and and his free throw percentage is there. So like, I don't even care about DeRozan. Like that doesn't bother me. It's right. it's the it's the holidays probably what bothers me the most in the East. Agreed. And I think Paul George, it bothers me the most in the West and Zion being in the starting lineup when Anthony Davis isn't even out of the team bothers me a lot.
0: Yep. No, we're definitely in agreement about those parts. That's for sure. And while we're I was... in
1: agreement on a lot of things.
0: I agree. No, yeah, that's true. Um, and... I do agree that DeRozan is still playing well enough to earn the All Star spot, even though I I named some people that I'd rather see. Uh, he still definitely has the stats to at least back it up and and be in there. Um, but yeah, the the two to me, the three to me that I think are the most. I don't want to say egregious, but like the ones that just shouldn't be there are Holiday and Paul George, like you said, and then I just don't think Jaron Jackson should be there. If you're there solely on blocks, then like there's a lot of other people that should have been in the All-Star game throughout the years then.
1: <laughs> right. So Put Nico Claxton in there.
0: Right. I mean, I know there are different conferences, but like Claxton's having a better year than Jaron Jackson is.
1: Yeah, it's just because he's in the West. That's it. Nothing yeah. more than that.
0: Exactly. Which, yeah, and and the fact that he's in the West and that they're not putting Anthony Davis in there because right. if Anthony Davis was in and Zion was in, then Jaron Jackson wouldn't be there. Correct. So, yep. But unless you have anything else, I think that's it here for us.
1: No, I go watch basketball. Yep. Same here. <laughs>
0: Well, that is it for us. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening to another episode of The Atlantic Files, the number one podcast on the number one division in the NBA, brought to you by the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. Make sure you share this with a friend. Whoever whoever you talk to, your friends, your family, a co-worker, the, your, your local bartender, your favorite stripper at your local strip club, show them the podcast, tell them to listen to it, and then Leave a review, subscribe, like it, everything.
1: But just don't follow girls around and put a note on their card telling them to follow.
0: Yes, please don't do that. Because then you'll make us look creepy in the, the process. Right.
1: There. Unless they like <laughs> you, then it's okay.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Unless they um, want
1: to make sex with you, then it's Okay. <laughs>
0: Unless, unless they want sexy time, then, like, you know, you can't. That's off limits. Right. <laughs> but thank you, everybody, for watching, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace.